Hi everyone, I'm Audio Nerd 64. And I'm Big Nakuma. And we are your game of friends. Game of friends, your game of friends. Game of friends. Game of friends. Game of friends. I can't remember which one that Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, you played that yeah. <laughs> Logging on. New releases. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Battletoads, Samurai Jack, Epic Games, Ghost of Tsushima, Untitled Goose Game, Control, Summer Games Done Quick, Oculus, Deathloop, and Rocksteady. These past two weeks in Nerdom, we're talking DC's Fandom, Spider-Woman, Project Power, and the Powerpuff Girls. In the home screen, we're getting into Apex Legends, Nightcall, Watch Dogs 2, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time, and Marvel's Avengers. Let's log on. Happy birthday, Big Nick. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Do anything fun? No, it's a quarantine. There's a pandemic. You can still do fun things in a quarantine. I slept a lot. You know, rest is important. It was. I, I feel I, I felt rejuvenated. Good. After sleeping most of the day. Good. As you should. It's your birthday. You do what you want. Even if it is really boring. Thank you. Welcome. Let's talk releases. Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 is out. It's gorgeous. It's very pretty. Uh, there's that building that's a million stories <laughs> tall. Way too tall. So <laughs> someone uh, made a mistake in whatever uh, geographical thing that they use to render the whole world. It's like Google Earth, but not Google Earth. Um, anyway, uh, it, it had a building at like, 200 stories and it was supposed to be two and it's very funny it's hilarious and there's a video of someone landing on top of it which we'll <laughs> try to find again it was on Twitter and linked to you uh, I watched some of the 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 actual pilot that was talking about the, the Airbus plane that game is a simulator my god yeah a lot of buttons I couldn't play it back in the day I just crashed every time. I got into the air, but that was <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Do they they don't have like an easy mode? I have no idea. Uh, I don't think I'll ever own a PC powerful enough to properly play <laughs> this game. <laughs> but I hope you're having fun if you're playing it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. Do people play this game for fun? I feel like yeah. I mean, someone tried to land on top of a 200-story building in Melbourne, Australia for who knows how many hours. So, I, I guess. guess. I don't know. Just planes seem different than cars. Because, like, you know, a car, you're, like, riding around a track to want to race, but a plane, you're just... I see it on. as exactly the same thing. If you're used to flying a Cessna, you know, you might want to try out a jumbo jet. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Battletoads also came out. I didn't play Battletoads and have zero desire to play Battletoads now. Wow, that's a statement. I appreciate the memes, though. Oh, I haven't seen any of the memes. Can you describe a meme for me? Because I'm not going to play Battletoads either, just because I don't. Uh, Mostly that it was a meme until the new game came out. I mean, there are memes of the characters, which are like frogmen. It's like if the Mutant Ninja Turtles were toads instead of being turtles it's the same kind of like creepy energy it's very creepy so, i dislike it 
there was a whole like meme campaign from 4chan to get another game made. Uh, so this is kind of like them winning, I guess, in a way. I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't seen memes of the new game yet. So we'll have to, to see how long it takes if it happens at all. All right. Samurai Jack, Battle Through Time also came out. It did, and we will talk about it in the home screen because I have played it. Mm. Do you have thoughts? Uh, it is exactly what I expected and good. Well, coming off of Samurai's, I know you're very happy about the new news for Ghost of Tsushima. Indeed. I actually have to eat some crow on this. Oh. In our last episode, which was only a week ago because of capitalism, uh, I said a lot about how I would not be playing any multiplayer games on Sony on PlayStation because they don't really exist, and I don't pay for their live equivalent service. I forget what it's called. That changed oh. basically the, the day after the episode published um, because <laughs> this news got announced that Ghost of Tsushima is getting a multiplayer mode. It is separate from the main campaign. It is just four legendary warriors from the island palling around and doing shit. So it's basically going to be a brand new experience. Uh, there's somewhat of a story, I'm assuming. Uh, there's definitely going to be missions. Those are all going to be co-op. Uh, they're also talking about introducing raids into the game, or at least Ooh. one singular raid uh, for four players. And I'm going to fucking play the shit out of that. So I am going to end up purchasing whatever subscription, uh, at least temporarily. I'll probably go month to month, mm -hmm. which leaves an opening for me to play Avengers on the PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that anyway, based on the impressions from the open beta. Uh, I don't feel any rush. I certainly wouldn't do it until Ghost of Tsushima came out, and there's no date on this multiplayer content. Uh, they did say this year. They did say autumn, not fall, but autumn. I hate that. So I guess we're like a month or two away from this, which is inconvenient, I have to say. How is it inconvenient? <laughs> because I don't have time for anything in November. I'm going to have to take the entire month of November off of work in well, order to play every video game that I want to play. But things aren't coming out. What if the this Ghost of Tsushima thing comes out in mid-September? It might. Early October. We have no idea. There's no window. I'm just saying if it comes out on the earlier end of fall, you still have time. Sure. Because, um, like, no one's... We're not going to get into Cyberpunk until, like, Christmas and then... What? What? Cyberpunk is like, not Christmas, but like, you know, the in, the time between the end of November and all of December is a blur for me always. I'm going to play Cyberpunk on the day it comes out, which is in November. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we're not going to get into it, into it. What are you talking about? It's a huge game. You're not going to, what are you going to finish it in two days? I'm going to fucking try. <laughs> I'm going to do my damnedest. Okay. If it's a 72-hour game, <laughs> guess what? That's three days. There you go. <laughs> well, never mind then. Um, whatever. I'm going to play this when it comes out. Uh, but uh, who knows when that's going to be. Word. We'll certainly keep you updated. 
Untitled Goose Game also getting multiplayer. It is. A co-op mode, which should make it easier. It's not hard. It's just confusing. It's it's Yeah, it's not hard. It's confusing and... I don't want to say time-consuming. That's not the right word for it. It is not a fast-paced game. No, which and is if you're fine. expecting to speedrun it, you're going to have to know how everything works first. Yeah. Like, your first playthrough of Untitled Goose Game is not, like, a one-hour thing. No. I will just say it would be it would be nice to have someone, you know, play distraction as I'm trying to do things. Right. Yeah. Like the grocery store thing. Oh, yeah, I never know where that one was going to be. Damn it. Anyway, that's exciting. I'm excited for the title of this game, as I always am. Love that game. Sound design is amazing. Uh, we did mention speedrunning just now, and I should say that Summer Games Done Quick wrapped up uh, over the weekend. It was notable for several reasons. We're going to link in the show notes to a thread on Reddit where you can watch all of the individual runs that have been uh, captured separately so you don't have to scroll through one giant stream. I would suggest that you check out the Half-Life Alex speedrun because I've never seen anyone speedrun a VR game before and it was really interesting to watch. That must be exhausting to do. It did look like it was physically taxing. <laughs> um, so yeah, if only for that run, I would certainly uh, encourage you to check it out. But of course, Summer Games on Quick and all of the Games on Quick events are also charity fundraisers. And so uh, I'm sure they won't uh, turn down your money after the fact if you'd like to figure out a way to donate now. But either way, uh, you'll, you'll find the content in the show notes. Speaking of VR... Oculus devices are soon going to require that you have a Facebook account because Zuckerberg wants to be in your head. Boo! We don't like it. I was never going to buy this because it was owned by Facebook and I don't (laughs) want to have anything to do with Facebook. In fact, I heard that Instagram is getting like Facebook Messenger as the new messaging thing like that's how you have to message now and I think that's going to be me deleting my Instagram account like I'm out I don't want anything to do with Facebook you know it's very interesting Uh, I just don't understand like why not there's there's a reason for this obviously which I don't know because I'm not a Silicon Valley tech person but you know just make the Oculus just have like an Oculus account that's owned by Facebook like why are you making people Having to keep, I don't get it. Uh, it's a consolidation thing. They want, yeah. they want everything under one umbrella. And apparently, Zuckerberg is determined for Facebook to have this like umbrella relationship with all of the things that it owns. And so, Instagram will eventually become Facebook. Whatever. Like, I know that my time on Instagram is is finite. Um, and Oculus, it looks like, is going down the same route. I wouldn't be surprised if Instagram soon is going to require you to have a Facebook login. Instagram login will not be enough. I think we should delete all social media. I am very close to that opinion. Well, I guess while we're on the tech stuff, Epic is just... I don't even know what to call what they're doing. It's just a mess. Epic is... uh throwing a grenade into the middle of a pool party. That's, yeah, that's a good way. So if you're not following this, it involves three of the biggest players in tech and gaming. Uh, Epic, 
is the owner of Fortnite. Fortnite is the most popular and most profitable, I think, maybe GTA overall is more profitable over many, many more years of existing than Fortnite. Mm. But Fortnite makes a shit ton of money every single month. (laughs) And because of that, Epic has been able to do some things like create the Epic Game Store, which is a competitor to the largest game store, Steam, and a bunch of other uh, developers and companies kind of followed suit and created their own game stores. Like, they're trying to become the new Valve, the new Apple, the new Google, but specifically in the gaming world. Uh, they have to abide by the rules of the various app stores, whether it's Apple's or Google's or whoever's, to distribute their product, which is Fortnite and other games. It's not just Fortnite, but primarily Fortnite. Mainly what they care about right now. Um, And those app stores have a revenue model that gives them a cut just for being the marketplace. Epic notoriously hates that idea. That was part of why they created their own store to begin with, because they didn't think that Valve's policy with regard to Steam, so Valve is the company that owns Steam, the biggest gaming uh, store, they thought that they were kind of taking too much off the top. I believe it was like, it's like 30% or something. Something pretty high. Well, I think it's actually the same percent that Apple takes. Right. No, it's a standard percentage, but it's high. Yeah. It's like, for Epic, who gives a fuck? But if you're an indie developer, I could see. Right. So a lot of indie developers have chosen to go to the Epic Game Store because I think they're only taking 10 uh, percent, okay. which is, again, a significant difference. The problem is, which we've discussed many times in the show, Capitalism. PC gamers in particular don't like oh. uh, <laughs> being confined. They yeah. don't like the idea of exclusives and being only able to buy a game on one particular platform, which means you have to launch the game in the Epic you know, launcher. Right. It's like technical, but... Uh, if you're a gamer, you'll you'll understand. If you're not a gamer, then think of it like how you have to stream music from either Apple Music or Spotify or some other app. Like the idea that you would just buy music to keep on your phone and play at any time is not really the predominant model for selling music anymore. It's really streaming. And so, you know, they're, they're tired of the limitations. They want you to be able to stream from a browser and log in to some third-party a music provider, like imagine if Tidal was only online or something and you had to log in to get it and Apple prevented you from doing that. So Apple prevents Epic from charging a different amount in the game than what they would charge through the Apple store. Right. Epic decided that they didn't want to play that game anymore. (laughs) So uh, in... Fortnite, they lowered the price and they basically gave people the option. You can buy our digital currency through Apple, through the App Store, which is the way that, you know, legally speaking, and I do mean legally, it should happen. Or you can buy directly from us by circumventing the App Store and kind of going to our website and doing a transaction that Apple is not approving of and you don't have to pay as much. The implication there being the prices are only as high as they are because places like Apple and Google 
skim off the top and we still want to make a certain amount from you. (laughs) So we're raising the price on you so that all of the excess, essentially you're paying for. Kind of like how tipping works (laughs) in a restaurant. Instead of paying a living wage to workers, (laughs) we supplement their wages by paying tips, which we are, you know, customarily obliged to do, at least in the United States. And if you don't do it, you're an asshole. But it's really the owner who should be paying people their wages. I'm not saying don't tip. You absolutely should tip. But it is a complicated issue. It's a very complicated issue. Remember that one time, there was like one, I can't remember the bit, I think it was like a coffee shop, and they were like, we don't even have a tip charge. Don't bother because we pay our people a living wage. I was like, yeah. That's actually how it That's how it should be. Should, be. Right, exactly. But. If you can't afford to pay your employees, then you shouldn't have employees. Anyway. Wow, the, the podcast industry just <laughs> shifted a little. So uh. Apple <laughs> found out about this and got really pissed off and pulled Fortnite from the App Store. Epic knew that Apple would do this and had an ad prepared, which is a play... Ready on their 1984 ad, which also happens to be the title of an anti-fascist novel that you may have read. So basically not being able to buy directly from Epic and having to buy from Apple instead is the real fascism, which is like, wow, cyberpunk is really here. Cyberpunk is really here. I also can't imagine doing all of this, because they were like using like the language of the movement. Yeah, like social justice language. Big fucking air quotes. Ugh. Yeah. The movement. And I'm just like, look, people are like actually suffering right now and this is what we're going to do. I will say they've like exercised some amount of activism. They did some stuff around Black Lives Matter in game, uh, which we briefly discussed and plan on discussing more in depth at some point. Yeah. Um, Are they paying the black dancers that they still (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) clearly this PR campaign, which is what it is, (laughs) was orchestrated. Google followed suit because they did the same thing in the uh, Google Play Store. They have the same rules. So, Fortnite is basically off mobile devices. You can still download it on Android and iPhone as long as you have some workarounds enabled. It's more complicated on Apple devices for reasons that are not the purview of this podcast. (laughs) Don't. Uh, Yeah, we don't. (laughs) And ultimately, it became like a a slapping fight over whether or not you can play Fortnite on your phone. Uh, It escalated when Apple sent a cease and desist, basically, to Epic and said, hey, if you don't fix your shit, not only are we not going to put your game back on the Apple App Store, but also we figured out that you've been violating our terms of service in like 800 different other areas. (laughs) And we're actually going to remove all of your access to all of our products. Here's the kicker. That means that Epic the company that happens to make Unreal Engine the most popular gaming engine in the world, where most games, I would say, like definitely a plurality, greater than 50% of all games are on Unreal Engine, um, that would fuck them all up. (laughs) Like, Epic would not be able to service Unreal Engine anymore. They probably wouldn't be able to finish building the next Unreal Engine. And... Uh, that scared the shit out of them. So they like sued or countersued or something. People are suing each other. And the whole thing is a mess. 
and it's really actually very consequential because it probably will determine the level of involvement that people like Apple and Google have in regulating what does and does not come onto their game stores or their app stores. And frankly, I think they might walk away with more power. And I think it was really stupid of Epic to do this because legally speaking, Apple is a private company. They provide that no one is forced to have an iPhone. No one's forced to play Fortnite. And so you can't make an argument that you're violating some kind of constitutional right or breaking any law by forcing people to pay you to use the service that you provide as a private company. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I can see that side of it is you could definitely play the argument that, you know, they signed a shit contract and are now upset that about the consequences of signing a shit contract. Um, but I don't know, like legally, I have absolutely no idea. We should, we should, do we know any lawyers that would be, that would know this? I don't know. I think an anti-monopoly stance could prop, I don't know. I think it could stick harder than anything that we've seen recently only because, well, the problem is that like both Facebook and Google do the same thing essentially. Right. Here's the problem with calling it a monopoly. You just name three companies that do it. Well, yes, I know. That's just not the definition of monopoly. Well, it's not. It's monopoly-esque. No, you name three companies. You know what I'm trying to say here. I know. I do know what you're trying to say, but I'm pushing back because it's not about our feel. Like, do I feel like it's good that Apple and Google do this? No. But is it legal? Yes, it is. I don't know. I guess the problem is that, like, you have these two or three companies that sort of cornered the market on all of this in a way that, you know, no one can circumvent and no one can actually really benefit from except for those two or three companies, which, I mean, like, legally it's fine because that's how America works. (laughs) But also, like— We're getting closer. To what? To the real problem. Capitalism. Listen. It's always a problem. I know. It, but, you know, that in a fucking court. I, well, I think Epic is going to lose. Your honor, the problem is capitalism. Epic is going to lose because what reasonable person, according to the laws that we have, which are unjust and should be burned to the ground, <laughs> but they are the laws that we have. Uh, why can't Epic make its own phone? No one's going to buy it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Who, is that Apple's fault? No, it's not Apple. Is it Google's fault? It's not Google. Is it Facebook's fault? Is it Microsoft's fault? I mean, Epic isn't in the business of making phones, and I don't think that's fair to be like, well, if you want to do this, you have to make your own infrastructure. Listen, I'm no, not, not playing like, devil's legally, ad- legally, they can I'm do whatever the fuck they want. I'm not devil's advocate because I disagree with you. Yeah. I just think that Epic is trying to turn this into, like, a movement, as you said. Well, yeah, and also, to be clear, I do not give a fuck about Epic as a company. Right, it's just a different multi-billion dollar company telling you how to feel about something. Basically, at the end of the day, who gets screwed over any developers are using Unreal Engine? Yes. So, like, you know, 
I, you know, the stake in it, I guess, for most people would be there, not in like, I don't give a shit if like Epic can make a few more million dollars off of stealing dances from niggas. So I don't know. It's, ugh. it's a huge mess. I don't think there's going to be any winners here that are consumers because <laughs> no, we never win. <laughs> if Apple and Google win and then like, you know, Microsoft and everyone else jump in on this, they could just raise the cut. Be like, oh, and by the way, for our trouble, <laughs> because y'all, wanted, y'all thought shit was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's 40% off the top now for you specifically. They did say that Epic came to them and asked for a deal. I saw that. And they said no. (laughs) It just undermines this argument that Epic thinks that everything is like super unfair and they believe it in a egalitarian sense. They tried to cut their own deal and when it didn't work, they They went public. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all bullshit. I don't feel bad for them. No. I don't care about whether Apple which is about to become the first $2 trillion company in the world. Like, these companies own everything. And their squabbles are only interesting to me in the sense that they impact my bottom line. And so we're going to keep covering it, but I just am not optimistic that Epic is going to win this at all. I think that Epic uh, got real big for their britches. They got too much dip on a chip. They got way <laughs> too much dip on the chip. And that chip is about to crack in half. Yeah. And then no more dip. I mean, I'm fine with I don't play Fortnite, so but then again, I do play lots of games with, you know, maybe the unreal. Whatever. It's a joke about not playing Fortnite. Um what a mess. Also kind of messy control is coming out to a next gen console near you. But only if you buy it again, if you previously bought it before. So it is not getting the, like most games, a free update or upgrade, cross-grade when you buy your new console. They said, fuck y'all. Let me clarify two points. First of all, only Xbox is guaranteed to get those updates. Oh, 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 I'm spoiled. Shit. I'm sorry. That was, I am so, I'm sorry for that faux pas. Second of all, uh, Control is, I think, making waves because they're like, we don't care about Xbox. <laughs> You're going to pay twice. And they just came out with more DLC. So if you were a huge Control fan and you played the first DLC and then you just played the Alan Wake DLC that just came out and you want to experience it in ray tracing as an Xbox or PS4 person. Which apparently is the way to play it. Apparently, I, it changes the fundamentals of the game. The PC people are like, ray tracing, yeah. the, the graphics. I don't know. That's how I feel like PC people talk. It's the graphics. If you want to play right? Control, you should play it on PC. <laughs> yes. Uh, that way, you only have to buy it once. Yeah. If you or, haven't played Control on the console, <laughs> wait I would to wait. buy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would wait until you have a next-gen console and then play it. Literally, when the news dropped, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't pay for this game. Because for a while, I was like, oh, it's coming to Game Pass. Yeah, we really thought it was coming and to Game Pass. And I was like, and it's not. They don't give a fuck over there. Also, I love <sighs> PC gamers. I didn't. I don't want to make y'all feel alienated. We're jealous. We are jealous of your ray, ray tracing, and I have to wait to pay allegedly $600 for a box mm. to do it on my TV. And I also have to upgrade the TV. 
You also have to wait for Deathloop because that got delayed, and you were very excited about I that. I was very excited to play some black people in the time loop. Yeah. That's all I know about the game. I don't think we know any other details. No, we don't. <laughs> Just well, we know it's delayed until 2021. in a time loop, which is great. Or basically, black-on-black crime in a time loop. We love black-on-black <laughs> We crime. love, love black-on-black crime. We talk about it every day in America. It's great. I love it. I really do. Well, we finally arrived. I am going to have to talk about DC for a lot. It's it's great. I um we might have to f- like frame this episode. I might have to print it and like you know make you know I already I do print it in a lossless format, but I want to make sure to get it in a high resolution lossless format. I want everyone put to put it on be a hard drive for me to be positive about DC comics. Isn't <laughs> all right. What a drama queen. Your birthday passed. That's what you get. I'm sorry, I'm getting sick. All right. DC's fandom. I hate that fucking name. It's so stupid. It's so bad. DC's fandom. <laughs> I have to say it like that every time. Fandom. Event happened. Uh, and I didn't watch anything in real time because it was somebody's birthday. And, you know, I had to, you know, be around baking a cake. Hmm. Well, I'm <laughs> sure they appreciate it. I'm sure they appreciated a DC free day. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did. On the biggest DC day. The biggest DC event to happen probably in the last 10 years. I got to watch none of it in real time, which is fine. Watching it asynchronously is the way to do it. Highlights are a much better experience, A. Yes. B, I saved you from a lot of corniness. It was not all positive. Let's be very clear. (laughs) Uh, And then also, can I just say, I was really impressed at what they were able to put together after news of those massive layoffs. They committed to continue publishing comics. They reassured their fans that the brand was alive and well. And, uh... I wanna I wanna give them their props for that. It it could not have been easy to pull this off amidst the news cycle that was massacre at DC. Bloodbath was the word. <laughs> same same difference. That's true. But since we are in the logging on segment of the show, we must get into the games first. Yes. Gotham Knights. A new Batman property independent from the Arkham series. Batman is now Dead! And you have to play as Batgirl, Red Hood, Robin, and Nightwing. Is it Batgirl or Batwoman? Ooh. I think it's Batwoman. Yep. I'm making a distinction not for patriarchal reasons. No. But, but because they are distinct They are distinct characters. Ca- because I was like, I said, I said Batgirl, Red Hood, did I say Robin and then Nightwing? I got them two. I was like, wait, is it Robin There's or Nightwing? There's three Robins. Yeah. <laughs> three Robins and, and Batwoman. So, in, in Gotham Knights, you have to play as a, three Robins in three different stages of their development. And Batwoman. No, 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 no. No, I'm, kid, I'm kidding. It's a joke. Oh, okay. they all like They all three exist at the same time, but they are in different stages of being Robin. The way you said it. It did make it sound like Robin was did, growing up. Yes, no, you get yes. to play as... Kid Robin, 
adult Robin and Robin who is completely done with the system and just wants to shoot niggas in the face alongside Batwoman. All four at the same time. It looks like uh, it could be a looter shooter type of situation or maybe it's going the Assassin's Creed route where there's just like upgradable weapons and armor and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going based on the numbers that you saw when you attacked enemies and stuff like that. And there were no health bars. So from the trailer, we saw Batman's children running around the city, Gotham City, fixing things, fighting people, beating up Mr. Freeze. Uh, Looks like some co-op action, which is nice. Uh, Online co-op, though, they should do split screen. That would be, they won't. I know they won't. I don't. mm. Bring back. Couch co-op. Couch co-op belongs in certain games. I don't think this is one of them. I'm not... I don't know. I think we've evolved past (laughs) couch co-op for games that are this complex. Mm, I think it could be pulled off. I think you need to see more of the screen. Mm -hmm, I don't know. All right, fine, whatever. I think it it should just be an option. I don't think it might not be the ideal way to play. The last Couch Club game that I really, really enjoyed was that indie one that we played. Way out. Way out. But, all right, fine. Yeah, there wasn't a lot on the screen or whatever. Yeah, I just, if you're going to do damage numbers, if you have a HUD and all that other kind of stuff, which you do from the trailer, then I don't know. I whatever. feel like that's a lot. Anyway, I'm excited. It looks good. Uh, I'm excited to finally play a game as Red Hood. We've been asking for it for such a long time. And, like, you know, if you want to play as Red Hood in Injustice, that doesn't really count. I want to shoot some people as Red Hood. I want him to have a solo game. Whatever. I'm excited for a Batman game that doesn't involve Batman, finally. And when that actually looks pretty good. So, yeah. yeah. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on this. I, I think it was supposed to be revealed at E3. It's coming out next year. Um, so sooner than the Rocksteady game, uh, which we will talk about in just a second. But who knows? We Maybe it'll get delayed. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's next-gen, though. Uh, fully, it's not going to be cross-platform. Not, or cross-gen, I guess we have to say. Yeah. yeah. Rocksteady's Suicide Squad, officially named Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which everybody called, which I guess is good marketing, or really on-the-nose marketing. Whatever. A reveal trailer came out for it, and Big Nick watched it 20 times? 20 times might be an exaggeration, but it mm-hmm. is... Perhaps the best trailer that I have seen in several years. I absolutely love it. I think it is incredibly well done. It makes me very excited for a, a DC property, much more excited than Gotham Knights. I, I Not that I'm not excited for Gotham Knights, but for some reason, even though we didn't see any gameplay, it is just a CGI trailer. The mood of Suicide Squad is fantastic. It seems like they got the characterizations down really well. I think that whoever did the CGI for Aquaman and Justice League should be ashamed of themselves because that shark, King Shark, looked fucking great. I was going to say that the people who did any of the animation in the Lion King reboot should be ashamed because the emotion that we get from King Shark, I felt that. And I felt... 
Nothing from the trailer is, no, I did not watch that movie. I do not want to hear Beyonce act. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> not on some deadpan lion. Like, come on. There is <laughs> What's a, the motivation here? a part of the Suicide Squad trailer where King Shark is, like, really reverent towards Superman. And you can see it in this fucking shark's face. And then it switches. Yeah, it's so hard. Good. It was, so I was good. like... Wow, I felt that. I felt, I felt that from a shark, from a fucking shark. I'm just so fucking tired of DC being doom and gloom and dark and gradient and gross. I'm over it, and this really is. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Sorry. The rumor for the game is that it <laughs> will also maybe be like looter shooter type situation uh, with an evolving roster of heroes. Maybe the initial game is not the entire Justice League. Maybe there's going to be DLC or planned content that comes out where, you know, there's a new superhero that you are having to kill. I can't imagine that we're actually going to kill them. Just fucking do it, man. I don't know. I don't know. Also, it, it does. I said this. Uh, I was talking about it with you the other day. I would love a Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe game. Mm. I mean, it would definitely be like you can't. You that wouldn't. I feel like it would sell. Not to the kids. I would buy it. I just want different stories. And how fun is it going to be to beat up Superman as King Shark? Yeah, I'm ready for this game. Ready. I'm very excited for it. I'm probably more excited for this than anything on the horizon. I don't think anything that's been delayed to 2021 or beyond has me hype the way that this has me hype. And it sucks because it's not coming out until 2022. Ugh. It is It'll uh, be worth the, wait. the first 2022 release that I think that we're aware of. Mm. Um, at least officially. So... I'm really excited about this. Uh, it sucks that Rocksteady kind of got drawn into some uh, allegations, I guess mm. I will say. Apparently, they have been accused of failing to address sexual harassment at the studio. We've talked about this uh, before, that the gaming community in general is kind of going through another wave of reckonings right now. It's been pretty constant since Me Too that this has been going on, but now Rocksteady is having their turn. It just seems so clear that this is the culture everywhere and that everyone is complicit and should be doing things and taking steps to alleviate uh, harassment and all that other kind of stuff at yeah. their studios. I don't know why you would not be proactive given everything that's going on in the world, but it's definitely disappointing, especially after seeing such an incredible trailer. There was also a really good article about the Ubisoft drama, which we will put in show notes. Um, it does a good job of summarizing some of the points that we've been trying to drive home uh, on the podcast. But uh, that was it for the gaming portion of the fandom. I think that we should dive into these past two weeks in Nerdum to discuss everything else because there was a lot of other stuff. What a transition. So many trailers. Literally everyone who has ever acted, ever, is going to be in James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie. 
We got a reveal trailer that just showed all the people and their characters. Absolutely half of them are going to be dead. Absolutely. There's We're going to see no a lot of heads blow up in that movie. That they are all going to make it out Also, that. that was one thing I got I to gotta say. Amanda Waller never misses an opportunity to let them know that she will blow their heads up in an instant. She's always like, go do this thing. And don't forget, I could blow your head up at any moment. That's that's it. It was in the uh, <laughs> the it game was- trailer, too. <laughs> it's constantly, it's just what she does. It's her catchphrase. Uh, it looks good. We finally figured out who Idris Elba's playing, which is not Deadshot. Some other black person with a gun, I guess. So, Bloodsport. I have no idea who he is. There's a, there's a lot of villains. One might say too many villains. Yes. But we'll see what happens with them. <laughs> I trust James Gunn. I think it's going to... It looks great. It feels a lot like what Deadpool 2 felt like going into it where we were expecting this larger cast of characters and then they killed them all off in one scene. It was quite impressive. And actually, that's a good comparison. That's probably what's going to happen here. Yeah. I can't imagine that they're paying all these people for like a full movie. Yeah. Do you think Amanda Waller has a separate button for each person and it just has like their name on it? No. I think she has one button. (laughs) One button. (laughs) Everybody's gone. Flashpoint also happening. No trailer, though. No trailer, but a picture with what people are thinking is Michael Keaton's Batman in what is being described as an entry point to the DC multiverse, which is... Exhausting. Exhausting. But that also happened in the CW, so... Hmm. Yeah, I don't quite understand what they mean. Maybe they're saying that's just what they're going to call the MCU of the DC world. Who knows? I have no idea. DC just does things and I'm like, okay, cool. Hmm. That's kind of the problem, historically. Well, you know. Trailer for Wonder Woman 84. Uh, Looks like fun. Cheetah doesn't look great. The CGI was not doing it for me. And I can't take Kristen Wiig seriously. She's trying to act. I I know she is. I know. Oh, whatever. That happened. Black Adam, first look. I'm excited for that one. Mm, Okay. I mean, I just would never think that that would ever be a movie that someone would, would make. And here we are. I'm curious as to what they do with the Justice Society. Yeah. But just mild curiosity, to be honest. My, you're just like, man. Nah, yeah. Nah. You wait for this one to come out on FX? Yeah. I, I think the only one <laughs> that they showed that I was like, oh, fuck yeah, was actually Robert Pattinson's Batman. I told you that man can act. You did. I told you. I was was highly skeptical. It looks great. Until I I saw the trailer. He looks really emo as well. It definitely is not (laughs) a lighthearted Batman story. No, but I mean just like like Hot Topic aficionado. A little bit. Just just on the teetering on the edge. I don't really care. I'm ready. I saw something on Twitter that was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Girls had Robert Pattinson in <laughs> the early 2000s, <laughs> and, and now, now boys have Robert Pattinson. I'm just happy for all the bisexuals. You know, we don't get a lot of shine. No. And it's about time. It's about time. It's about, it's about time. time. Congratulations. In a you. DC movie, who would have ever thought? Not me. <laughs> 2020 is really shaping up to be a wild ride. I am curious if uh, 
it turns out to really be the Riddler. I know that the production team is like, yeah, it's the Riddler, but maybe it's not the Riddler. Uh, it could also be other people, other things. I'm excited for a Riddler story because that means that Batman actually has to be a detective and not just beat the shit out of people. True. Um, there's also a rumor that maybe it's Court of Owls related. And DC does really seem to be in love with the Court of Owls story. They did an animated movie about it uh, after the comic came out. Gotham Knights is going to be about it. And there was a very, I will admit, Court of Owls vibe. Mm-hmm. With that whole trailer, maybe it was a new Riddler thing. I've only seen, like, ridiculous Riddler portrayals. I have not watched or seen uh, other representations of the Riddler where it's like this. Yeah. This seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. I'm I'm, I'm here for it. We'll we'll be along for that journey. That is definitely something I will see. Oh. Oh, yeah. And it's not connected to the multiverse, so what the fuck do I care? But it's, the multiverse is all of the things. Everything is connected to the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. But <laughs> Even it, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. What? It's That's how the DC multiverse works. It's that all of the stories are in all of the... You just pop in and out. This is why they don't win. Everyone's canon. It's dumb. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Everybody it's is all canon. Also canon, Zack Snyder's... Emotional tra- I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't Let a trailer. Me put it, this way. it was music with shots. Let me put it this way: by using the original version of "Hallelujah" by Leonard Cohen, where I, if we lose listeners over this, it was never. <laughs> it was never meant to be. Okay, mm-hmm. Leonard Cohen was not singing in that song. He was. Talking. Talking, half-talking <laughs> to the music. Uh, I've never liked his version of the song. There are a million versions of this song. Any number of them could have been appropriate. Uh, Rufus Wainwright's is really good mm-hmm. and could have fit mm-hmm. for this, I think. The point being, I feel like they're telling you what it's going to be. It's going to be the same old shit. We're not going to make it better in any way. And you're going to fucking have to like it. I just can't believe that's the original version of the song. I've never heard it before. And I I just know the million other covers that are astronomically better. Infinitely better. I could not, whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's coming to HBO Max at some point. It's four fucking hours long. Four episodes, one hour each. It's like Game of Thrones. It's fine. It's stupid. It's going to be a lot. It's really dumb. I can't wait to watch it and make fun of it. <laughs> we might have to do a whole spoiler cast of me just taking a giant shit on Justice League. <laughs> watch it be good. Zack Snyder is a genius. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. You know what? We I need still to link to that YouTube video. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So someone did the same trailer with the music, except they used Infinity War footage. That is not what I was referring to. I was referring to the What's Wrong with DC YouTube video that we watched. Oh, yeah, we can link to that too. It was really good, and I think a great explanation of why Zack Snyder's movies suck. (laughs) Did you ever see Watchmen? Uh, The movie? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Because I still haven't. I never watched it. Am I making that up? I don't remember if I've seen it or not, to be honest. Yeah, I think you remember if you would see Dr. Manhattan's package jiggling around. 
Yeah, but like everyone saw that. Yeah. You didn't have to see the movie to see that. It's just very funny to me that someone had to, that was someone's job. It was bad. It was all physics. Uh, It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Well, maybe I'll watch it one day. The book is very good. Anyway, last thing, since we're talking about Justice League, Warner Brothers is now doing a formal investigation over the abuse allegations on Joss Whedon's set, which is great. It is great. It was not an official part of the fandom. They but they no. did release it before. <laughs> like the news came out right before the fandom. They were like, "Here, now watch." Right, exactly. These trailers. Please. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Joss Whedon seems like a huge piece of shit. Yeah. So, would not be surprised. It's too bad that a turd of a set turned into a turd of a movie. You haven't even seen the movie. This I don't think it's fair for you to call it a turd. I can call it a turd because I suffered through it. I feel like I watched some of it. A turd is, 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 that's a lot. I don't, I wouldn't call it a turd. That's. Wouldn't you? No. What would you call it? A polished turd? No. What's. It was. Okay. Why do DC fans lie to themselves? Let's move on to your favorite subject. (laughs) Marvel. Well, we have to counterbalance in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia Wilde, uh, whose directorial debut, Booksmart, is incredible. And if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely see it. Uh, It is a certain ideology, I will say. Um, That's a state. That's a... That movie voted for Warren. 100%. That's all I have to say about that. And... (laughs) It's a wonderful movie. Fucking It's a wonderful movie. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that what was most important about that movie, much in the same way that Girls Trip or Bridesmaids was really, really funny without giving into, like, male gazy bullshit, Mm -hmm. uh, Booksmart really is about two young women who are friends and going through some shit, and it's incredible. I, I really cannot recommend it enough. And I'm so excited that Olivia Wilde and her little team is going to be writing and directing what is rumored to be a Spider-Woman movie. I saw. Also, another superhero that I never would think we'd get a movie of. Really? Yeah. She's super important in the comics now. She is super important in the comics now, but I... Can't do a force without Spider-Woman. And she's not going to be in the MCU. Yes, she is. This is this is MCU? Yes, this is MCU. But it's Sony. Because Sony owns Spider-Man. This is this is confirmed MCU canon. That is my understanding. I see my understanding is it's going to be like Venom or this Mobius Morbius movie that's coming out. Those aren't MCU are are they? No. Venom isn't, but Oh, but Mobius, Morbius might be? No, Michael I don't Keaton think that might they, be in it? Yeah, but just because the Sony characters are in, there, there's going to be a Sony Spider-Verse. So we're getting into, like, dumb DC territory here. There's going to be a Sony Spider-Verse that, that. does not uh, technically belong in the MCU, but the characters that play MCU characters will be played by the same people. So if there's going to be Vulture in the Spider-Verse, 
then Michael Keaton will be playing the vulture. That's confusing. I hate that. That's confusing as fuck. I think it's part of why the negotiations went the way that they went. Because I bet Sony was like, let's just all make it part of the MCU. And Marvel was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) They were like, if it doesn't go through Kevin Feige, we don't want it. And that's the thing. Basically, they get to make whatever they want, but without... With the same actor. That's... Okay, whatever. I'm... Whatever. I'm happy for Olivia. I'm yeah, like, wasn't to- the rumor that Tom Holland was uh, uh, at least supposed to be in Venom for a little bit? Yeah. Who right. F- I don't fucking... Know. But that wouldn't have made it an MCU movie. I'm excited for Spider-Woman. I hope it comes out in three years when this coronavirus stuff... It could also be Gwen. It could be Spider-Girl. Like, we don't Spider-Gwen. know. We don't actually know it's Spider-Woman. I can't wait for my Spider-Woman cocktail at Animal Draft House with my <laughs> Asian salmon salad. <laughs> I think that whether it's an MCU movie or not, it's going to be good. No, it's because... going to be good. Olivia Wilde does good shit. Yeah. I... She walks the walk, talks the talk. I'm excited. Just based on Booksmart for me. Wow. To be clear. Good for you. Okay. Good for her. Good for everyone involved, really. More women doing things. We love to see it. We do love to see that. I'm not sure I want to see this. (laughs) The Powerpuff Girls (laughs) is getting a live action reboot at the CW. At the CW (laughs) from the Berlanti crew, your favorite production company that puts on all the CW shows. DC shows. And um, can I read the description from Variety? Sure. Okay. In the updated version of this series, the titular superheroes are are now disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever? That's from Variety. I... I'm probably going to pass. Oh, my God. Just think about the Mojo Jojo CGI. Just think about that. Think about how how they're going to fuck up him. Yes. They can't (laughs) do him because it will will fundamentally be transphobic. Yeah. I don't have any. It's going to be awful. I just, of all the ideas to come up with in this world, why this one? I don't know. The only blessing here is that uh, it's in development. It has not been ordered to series. So it still could not happen. And look, not that I'm rooting for people to not have jobs right now. But man, just find a different one. I just, this is, there is no world where I, don't, where I think this is going to be good. Because it's going to be like Riverdale. The problem with the CW, you watched another video about DC. The problem with DC, the CW shows are superheroes in a soap opera e format. That was probably the same video. Oh, that's the same video? Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I remembered that. Which is I would say half true. I think the Powerpuff Girls though is definitely going to be like that Riverdale nonsense that people watch. People and... seem to really like Riverdale though. I mean, but but they like it because of the dramatic soap opera-y part of it. And not, I'm not, like, shitting on soap operas, because, like, I, Lord knows I've watched too many of those CW shows in earnest. Right. No, there's no problem with that. I, I think what you're getting at is that it does impact the level of quality uh, when that is the driving force of the show. I, I get what you mean. Right, right. I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll see. I'm trying to think of Courage the Cowardly Dog as a live-action <laughs> show and I can't. I just can't see this as a live action show. Get Betty White to play Mur- Muriel and who would be a good Eustace? I don't know. 
is it bad that the first, the only old white man I think of is Clint Eastwood? Yeah, there's better old white there, men. But I can't, who's old now? A lot of people. Like, see, you can't think of one either. Give well, me an old white dude. I, I didn't, no, you can't put me on the spot for something. I, no, I, mean, just, I just think that's a fair, give me an old white dude. Project Power. See, look at was that. Was released. It was released. We didn't watch it. We didn't yet. watch it yet. We were supposed to, but we didn't. I I don't feel any pressure to watch no, it. I don't feel any pressure either. I think it's going to be good, though. It's very funny because both Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx are in it. And at different points in my life, you know, I would have been, you know, past me from like five years ago and then past me from like 10 years ago. Very excited about this movie. Yeah. Is there an innuendo here? Or what do you... At different points in my life, I would have been like, wow, this person's hot, you know? So, like, it's just... I'm begging you to drop some music. What have you been playing? Well, we have been playing season six of Apex Legends. That is a true statement. Which came out. It came out. New legend. We love her. South Asian representation. Love that. Her name is Rampart. Well, her name is actually something else, but I don't I, I don't actually know any of the characters. In real real names. names. I only oh, know yeah, only the nicknames. When you choose, it's not like Claire, you know, it's Watson. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that's what Watson's name is. You know, it's funny clear. when you said Claire. I was like, that's probably Mirage's. That when you said Claire, I was like, that's probably Wraith's name. Hmm. She's a Claire. She looks like a Claire to me. She does. No. <laughs> I don't think so either. No. Uh, Rampart's great. She puts up walls. You can shoot through those walls. There's like a window. Yeah. And she has a machine gun. And when she puts it down and shoots it through the wall, you are going to die. Yeah, it's called amped cover. So if you shoot through the clear part of the wall that she can put, the tactical wall that she can put up, uh, it boosts a little bit of your damage. It's great. Uh, Her machine gun, Sheila, she calls it. It's her ultimate. And her passive I hate. Oh, right. Yes. Her passive is that she gets a little extra ammo in the clips for any light machine gun, which you hate because it's tied to guns. Yeah. And she not. also gets faster reload. Oh, yeah. It is significantly faster. I don't hate it because of the perk. I hate it because the idea that a certain legend is better with a certain weapon is annoying to me in a game where mm. all of the loot is RNG. So mm. what if you land and you have no... LMGs around, then basically you don't have a passive ability. And a lot of other legends, you the know, there are is, situational yeah. passives, but yeah, for the most part, you don't have to do anything to take advantage of it. If yeah. you're Wraith, you're going to get a notification if someone is aiming down sights at you. And that has nothing to do with what guns you happen to be using. Yeah. So I don't love that, but overall, I really like her personality. really like her character. Uh, it's changed the game in an interesting way. Yes. Uh, there's a different kind of camping going on now. 
Yeah. I mean, if she if you if she can get set up before you get there, you know, if an opposite teams, you know, can get set up before you get there, you can get fucked up. We've gotten fucked up. We've had to completely navigate around a mountain to avoid I a choke point. Hate that I, was set up with. I've never hated to be like, all right, we have to retreat is one thing, but also to be like, all right, we have to retreat in a very specific way that literally takes us halfway around the map to get over because we we are fucked. Yeah, this is a positioning. You're fucked. Oh my god. It Couldn't get past me. her. Um, Lord Jesus. I also really like the new map changes. They they still only have two maps, but now both of the maps have gone through a bunch of different iterations. This one is really highlighting the new crafting system, which they call replicating. Uh, basically, as you open bins and do stuff, you <laughs> get certain currency. They've a, never really explained what it is. The little blue. blue. Yeah, it's just... It's, Blue the number of blue things that I have. And uh, (laughs) they've put certain items into a replicator for a whole week and then certain items that are in there for the day. And if they're in the replicator, you can't find them on the ground. Yeah. So you have to craft them. So if you love a prowler and that day the prowler's in the replicator, then you better go earn some blue things <laughs> and uh and make it because otherwise you're not gonna find one yeah i like it it's a cool mechanic um i i don't think i haven't played with it long enough to be like you know this is how i feel about it in a in a deeper sense but i think it's interesting it's fun something something fun it's fun I like it that's all I've also been playing Night Call after you mentioned playing it and I realized that I needed to download it. Uh, it is shockingly similar to NeoCab. Yes. But also, in a, just cab games are its own genre, we figured out. Because we were like, why are these games so damn similar? And then I was yeah. like, who's biting off who? And then we realized that these games literally came out back to back. And then we were like, this has to be like a genre game. And we learned <laughs> that casual... Cab games are a genre of game. Who knew? I didn't. Uh, but yeah, Night Call. It's fun. You've gotten a lot farther than I have. Yeah, I would say too much farther, but um, I'm pretty intrigued by the mystery of it. Mm-hmm. I will have some more to say about it when I'm finished, because okay. I think I'm developing a critique and also developing an appreciation, mm-hmm. uh, but I am not far enough to share those yet. We love nuance. I will say I love that both of these games are really nakedly political. Um, one mm. of my passengers was a, not refugee, but like <laughs> uh, someone who left the UK after Brexit. And then through the course of the conversation, you realize that this person actually voted for Brexit and there were unintended consequences, not just in their community, but also in their family as a result of what happened. Mm-hmm. And they have this huge amount of remorse for it and stuff like that. It's a very different set of issues than what Neocab was trying to go after. Yeah. But uh, it is also really well written and, yeah, and I uh, agree. really good. I feel like Neocab was very inward facing, where this one is outward facing. Yeah, you're solving a murder in Night Call, which you're not solving in Neocab, but you are kind of hunting for clues in Neocab about a mystery. Uh, But emotions are really what guide the gameplay in Neocab, whereas in this one, 
it's not like that. And you can actually choose the wrong thing occasionally <laughs> and not get something that you need. Um, so anyway, more on this in a future episode. Uh, I, I'm probably about uh, a quarter of the way through it right now. Okay. So. Well, I'm excited. To, I have to finish it and we can talk about it together. We can both have nuanced thoughts. Hmm. Hmm. Been playing Watch Dogs 2, continuing on that. Um, I think I'm like a couple missions now after like the home arc. Okay. Uh, I'm still really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. It's the one thing I have not issue with. There was like one thing where it was like the very end of the home arc where it's like you have to go and like download some schematics that like it was like a campus looking thing and then get download something and leave. I really like these games because I do like having the option of doing, like, a stealth, like, you know, don't kill everybody, stun gun run over shooting everyone in the face because I just think it's more fun. It's a little bit more role play Like, I don't think DeadSec would just be about the murder, but you could play it that way. The thing is, I just don't feel like the stealth is not a quick way to do it. Like, I just feel like I take so much longer doing stuff, which is sometimes frustrating. You know what I mean? That's very true. I I stealthed a lot more than I guns blazed, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> uh, and I do think that it, it, it might even double the mission length because you're just waiting for people so much. Yeah. Because they have to do their little patrol routes. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got to get, you got to like get someone quick enough so that way they don't see the other nigga that you down and they're just sleeping and then you have to do stuff quickly enough so that way they don't wake up. It's just, I don't know. And, it, you know, I'm sure that like there's an achievement for like not killing anyone, which I've definitely blown past because I'm just... Mm, is there? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, that's really how these games work. Like usually you get Is a, there? I don't know. I guess maybe a personal one. The thing is, it doesn't, you don't... You get incentivized by just running in guns blazing because it's the quick way to do it, but there's nothing incentivizing me to do it the stun gun way instead of, you know, except just to do it for my own personal. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm always like, I love that games give us that, but I wish that there was like some sort of incentive to do it that way. You what know? do you think an incentive would be though? Because I don't know. How do you not create a situation where you are just tailoring your play. For instance, Ghost of Tsushima, when you're clearing camps, they give you objectives. And the objectives will guide how you deal with things. Mm -hmm. If one of the objectives is to kill three people in a row in a standoff, then that means you have to stand off, which means that you right. have to, you know, attack. Yeah. And if it tells you that you have to kill three people in a row without being seen, then obviously you have to stealth it if you want to get these objectives done. I think that's an interesting way of approaching that. But even then, it's just extra XP. Like, yeah. There's oh, not yeah, extra XP. I was like, they have like a, the XP in Watch Dogs 2 was like a follower count. Maybe you can get like extra followers for people you don't care. Or something. I don't know. I don't know what it, I don't know what it would be. I don't know. But. Interesting thought. Maybe. I just. Because, like, I feel this way about, like, Deus Ex, or I'm assuming I'm probably going to feel this way about Cyberpunk. I'm sure that's going to have a similar mechanic, too. So, I don't know. I bet Maybe, in Cyberpunk you're going to get, like, skill points, though. That's what I was going to... I just... Cyberpunk is definitely, like, a heavier RPG... Than like the than like Deus Ex or Watch Dogs too. So like maybe there is you know a consequence of 
doing something stealthy. Right. In a way that doesn't exist in these other games. Yeah, Watch Dogs 2 is not deep enough to have, like, a skill tree where you're specializing in stealth. Well, they really only do that via weapons and gadgets. Yeah. Yeah, I guess some of the... Yeah, yeah. And you can still end up collecting them all. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just, like, my only thing. Whatever. Um, That is actually a little bit how I'm feeling about Samurai Jack. Oh. Um, it is very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It seems like the depth comes with difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a pretty standard battle arena type game. It is a linear storyline. Mm-hmm. So all of the levels are linear. Uh, there are certain like challenges within the levels. And so for instance, if you see off in the distance, uh, five red statues and you shoot all of them, then a chest is going to pop up, but there's no like returning to the beginning uh, via some central open world type thing. It just keeps going straight forward. And if you want to replay things to get a better score and stuff, then you can do that. And it's also another thing where um, as it gets harder, the differences in weapons mean more. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not playing on the hardest difficulty. I'm pretty much just using my sword. And Mm -hmm. if I were to be using, there's a ton of other weapons in the game. If I were to be using them the way that they're intended to be used, uh, it, it doesn't give me that much more of an advantage, but I'm reading in some reviews that if you turn up the difficulty, it really does actually matter a lot more what weapons you're using in uh, comparison to the enemies that you're fighting. Hmm. Um, but if you're a Samurai Jack fan, then you pretty much uh, are going to get a playable version of Season 5. Not totally straightforward. Like, there are definitely differences between what happens in season five and what this game is. It's it's almost like you're filling in the gaps when season five, you know, time skips a little bit uh, or, you know, they don't show you what happens on the journey from point A to point B. This is kind of like, this uh, is what's going on. So are you like going, are you like, is it, the, you're going. You the game starts and you're at the end of season five, and then you go back to the beginning of season five. No, and then you're no okay. Um, it 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 is well actually yes. So it starts off. You're fighting Aku with these are spoilers for, for the final season or last latest season. Uh, there's rumors there might be more. Um. But you're you're fighting Aku in like a final battle situation. You have an ally that was not your ally previously. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, something happens, and you get separated in your little time thing. Um, and that's when you're kind of fighting your way through. Maybe I'll understand it differently as I get to the end of it. I have not finished it, so I couldn't tell you if it deviates a lot or not. Um, but so far, I'm pretty sure it's it's just bits and pieces of season five. Mm. Uh, You're seeing all of the old characters, all the old enemies and stuff like that. It's all very nostalgic. Um, I'm a huge fan of what it is. Uh, It's not like, you know, the greatest game I've ever played or anything like that. But if you like Samurai Jack and you like straightforward action adventure games, then you're going to enjoy this. It's decently challenging I'm not playing on the hardest difficulty, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also not, you know, I'm not throwing my controller at the TV or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> Good. The sword play is, you know, it's not super deep. It's certainly nowhere near Ghost of Tsushima. But, right, but you're not. Yeah, going into it. It's that. it's good. 
And by the way, if you have Apple Arcade, it is Apple Arcade approved or whatever. It's like you pay the $5 for Apple Arcade and you have this game. <laughs> it would be a mobile version of this game. I don't know how well it will translate. Mm. Um, I personally hate playing these types of games on mobile because the mobile controller scheme with the two thumbs, I, I can't do that. But you can you can connect, uh, I know at least an Xbox controller to Apple yeah. Arcade. I don't know, maybe PlayStation 2. So I guess in theory, you could just break out a tablet and play this game. Um, on your Apple TV, if you have one of yeah, those. Yeah, Apple TV too. Uh, I don't know what the situation is, if it's on Google Play Store or not, uh, but I'm playing it on an Xbox. All right. Last up, Marvel's Avengers. The There was two betas since our last episode. One was a closed beta for anyone who pre-ordered, and then there was an open beta this last past weekend. Uh, I pre-ordered the game to get into the closed beta, and I played it. It takes you through the first, like, bridge mission that we all have seen, the you know, all the footage in the trailer for... And then another mission where you are Bruce, you're playing as Hulk, and you are going through with Miss Marvel. Um, I'm thrilled just by what you're saying. I, you know, my I can tell really, your you just, enthusiasm is I just, like went down a quarter of an hour. I'm like, uh, it is leaking through. This game. The expectations were high. <laughs> we waited for a very long time for this game to come out. And I think in that in the interim of that, a lot of great games have 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 appeared. It's come and gone with us. And I say that to say that I when it comes to the mechanics of like all the characters that you get to play, I think a lot you know, at least me, I was expecting for each character to feel really good, to have their own distinct play. Like, I wanted, like, a Thor that felt like you're playing as Kratos in God of War. Mm-hmm. I wanted an Iron Man that felt like you were playing, you know, a freelancer in Ant- Um, We were very explicit on the show, uh, probably years ago at this point, that Kratos is the template for Thor— yeah. yeah, we've made the jokes. Anthem is the template for Iron Man. That the Titan Super in Destiny <laughs> yeah. is the template for Captain America. There's a million different templates that you can use for Black Widow. Like, there should not be a problem with how these characters feel because we have such great examples of characters that operate very similarly and they feel really good. Yeah. Uh, so all of that to say, I think that this game will be okay. I think it's just going to be okay. Like, I'm not, I wasn't really blown away with the gameplay. Um, it did sort of feel like most of the heroes are sort of like copy and paste it a little bit with like their special moves. Um, no one really felt distinct enough. To me, no one really felt really, like, super enough. And I don't know. I think a lot of the stuff, it wasn't, I didn't have a particular amount of fun with any of them. I was thinking about our conversation 
So I didn't play it because I'm boycotting the game. Yeah, you're boycotting <laughs> I'm the game. I'm very upset about Spider-Man. Yeah. And I, I don't, you know what? I'm going to amend what I said earlier. I'm not going to play it even if I do get uh, the PlayStation whatever. <laughs> out of principle? Yeah, out of principle until Spider-Man is available on Xbox. Well, it's not like, happening, so. I, uh, <laughs> I remember us talking about this. And you were saying there's a cognitive dissonance in the game where you should not be able to punch someone with Thor. Oh, yeah. Or with Hulk. Right. And feel like you're doing the same amount of damage as Black Widow. Punching someone. Right. Yeah. It's it's very... I, I think be, the problem is that this game now cannot exist without me thinking about the movies at right. all. Right. Uh, and, you know, there's such a level of quote-unquote, realism in the movies that, like, Thor is not going to cave someone's chest in with his hammer fighting someone in the streets of New York City. Or, like, Hulk isn't going to, like, you know, punch a regular human being. Right. Because they're dead. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> dead. Uh, so, like, I, I don't know. It just, you kind of, like, have to suspend disbelief in a way that, like, I don't think existed with... Uh, um, Insomniac Spider-Man. Like, Insomniac Spider-Man also had to exist in this world where all these movies came out, but I didn't feel that, like, it was... It didn't work. I just watched the game movie of Spider-Man over again. <laughs> First of all, can I just say the politics of that game do not hold up at all. Like, I actively felt really cringy about his interactions and relationship with the police. Doesn't um, meet the moment. It does not meet the moment at all. <laughs> the The thing that we discussed at length with Jen, the Rikers uh, prison yeah. breakout, it's even worse now. In, yeah, in context. It, it's yeah. so bad. Spider cop. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> um, that to me, even with the backdrop of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies felt like a completely different thing. It yeah. felt like a comic book yeah, and felt the way that the comic books feel. Yeah. There's no reason why this game shouldn't just feel like a comic book yeah. because you're right. How can you avoid what the MCU has done to the characters yeah. and another ringing endorsement for the video that I'm absolutely now going to put into the show notes about <laughs> the problem with DC. The fundamental argument essentially is that DC has been so poorly represented in popular media that people don't have a good sense of who the characters actually are or what they can do or like what their weaknesses are or their feelings or all that kind of stuff. And Marvel has done a much better job at that. Yeah. So with the MCU's depiction of like Black Widow and what her limitations are as well as what her strengths are, I don't think that the game is necessarily doing a bad job of putting her in situations that make sense for her. It also, um, I think, needs to be scaled really differently. Yeah. And it it just felt a little odd to watch a walkthrough of someone playing as Thor and then someone playing as Black Widow and seeing them fighting some of the same enemies. Yeah. And, like, the enemies are taking just as long yeah. to go down. Yeah, it, there's that. And it's like, I'm I'm trying like really hard to like separate this game from the context of the movies, but it's even hard to do that because they changed how they looked. Remember? They had they had their faces and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And they changed their faces. Yeah. Because of the movies. So there's all that baggage. 
I I think if you go into this thinking this is going to be the pinnacle of superhero games and all these superheroes are going to feel really great and I'm going to love playing as all of them, they're all going to feel different, I think you will be a little disappointed. Um, but uh, that being said, I think it's still like a better Marvel game than like most of them. Because like, let's be, I, I was thinking about this too. The Marvel don't be putting out a lot of great games. Marvel supremacy does not extend to mm-hmm. animation or video games. No. <laughs> not at all. I am so happy that Spider-Man was good because it that was the first time that a Marvel game was really good in a long time. In a fucking long time. You know, Nerdy brought up a good point. I think if you kind of go into this uh, thinking of it as like a 3D, more action-adventure-y Ultimate Alliance, you'll probably be a lot happier with it. Because I wasn't a fan of Ultimate Alliance. I only played Ultimate Alliance because it was a Marvel game that I could play with my brother. But I didn't really like it. So, you know. I uh. I get the point there. I just, I feel like your point about the changes that were made to make it more movie-like, it undermines that. Yeah. I wanted wanted more. I want more. I bet this is one of those things that maybe it won't be as bad as Anthem or Fallout 76, sorry no. for all the bleeps, uh, when it comes out. But it will probably get a lot better as time goes on because yeah. it's game as service. I really want clarification on how these battle passes are supposed to work. Yeah. And I won't be caring about what happens until I can play a Spider-Man on my Xbox. Yeah. All that to say, I canceled my pre-order. Uh, this is not going to be a day one purchase for me. I'm not discouraging other people from it being a day one purchase for you. I think this is going to be a game. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to wait for it to go on sale. I will play it for sure uh, at some point. Not now. A ringing endorsement of mediocrity. I feel really bad about it, which... It say it says a lot about me. I but don't. It does say a lot about you. <laughs> I just. You're very nice. <laughs> I I just I really I really wanted. I mean, it's ugh, disappointed is I think a strong word. I don't know. I just feel kind of yeah. You know, whatever. We'll see what happens on release. Yeah, a lot can change. A lot can change, and the beta was small. It it won't change, but it could. It could. It was buggy too. It could I, change. Go fucking. It could change. Well, I think that was a show. I think that was indeed a show. What a note. A high note. Oh, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. The highest. Um, If you enjoyed, we would love for you to tell a gamer friend. Tell two. Tell as many gamer friends as you like. Yeah, tell literally all of your gamer friends. Uh, You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at GamerFriendsPod. You can join the Discord. All these links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening. As always, we love y'all. Rate, subscribe, review on your platform of choice. And shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Yay! Sarah, Emma, Nerdy, Abner. You can join the list. You could you could get your name in every episode. In every episode. <laughs> it's a small list right now, so we just keep... You know, why not? We appreciate all of them. We ab- look. <laughs> With that, I think we will catch you in two weeks. See ya.
Deuces. <lacht>